0: We're at war. We're always at war with ourselves, our desires, our constant need to fulfill some kind of urge or desire. So build your army and prepare for war. Welcome to another episode of the Market Adventure Show. If you haven't already, make sure you check out my course on gumroad.com called The Stop Market Solution. It's linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Alex Cunningham, and in this episode, we talk about how to save for your financial future. Stay tuned. So today we're talking about saving, right, and not just why it's important because I I think I can briefly explain to you why it's important in a way that you will understand. But I'm going to give you a look into my financial breakdown, how I break down the finances for my family, and how it plays into our future plans, right? So quickly, saving is so fundamental to any type of financial journey. Why? Why? Because you're building an army, right? We're always constantly looking at things that we like. We want to spend money on If we can afford it, sometimes we impulse buy, right? There are literally uh, strategies with organizations to coerce, coerce our subconscious into buying something, right? Using different colors, different key phrases, etc. cetera. Even in my e-commerce, my online e-commerce store, revolutionizedfitness.com, I use colors and different, you know, numericals and the pricing to try to not to try to, but to help push people in that direction. Right. Because it is business. So we are constantly at war with ourselves. So saving is is a is a game plan. It's a war strategy against our own impulses, but not just a defensive war, Right. Because we don't win defensive wars. It's also to build us and get us ready for an investment in the future. Right. Having that money and that capital ready in the event of something happening allows you to take better advantage of that opportunity. So if you are building your army, when your enemy is weak, it gives you a better opportunity to not only strike, but to take a greater advantage and win the war. Right. Essentially. So how do I break it down? So the first thing I do as I do a gap analysis. Right. The gap analysis is crucial. You gotta know where you want to go. You will never get on a boat that doesn't know where it's where it wants to go. You'll never get on a plane if it doesn't know where it wants to go because the destination is so important. The destination helps gives us helps give us a look at what it is we need to do to get there, right? So my gap analysis. If I say to myself, I want to own a Tesla, I want to own a three, you know, I want to own a, a three bedroom home, four bedroom, five bedroom home, and I want to own, you know, whatever your goal is. That is the destination, and you can put some kind of numerical value to that, right? It may not be specific, but you can give yourself a round number. I need to make a million dollars, $2 million, $3 million. I want to retire. So if I want to retire, I need to have $5 million in the bank. Whatever your goal is, you have that gap analysis because now that you've looked at where you want to go, you got to look at where you are. You got to look at where you are very honestly. Like, hey, I make $20,000 a year. And I want to have $3 million in the bank by the time I retire. What the hell do I need to do to get there? If you don't take a real look at that or I make $100,000 a year, but I only get to keep $60,000. And at the end of the day, I, I somehow end up getting money back in my tax returns because I end up blowing all of it on credit cards and things like that. Right? And I look forward to my tax return because I haven't saved anything. Let's be honest. It doesn't. You can make six figures and be in a worse financial situation than someone who makes $60,000 or $50,000, right? Because financial management is so important. So you got to do a gap analysis. You want to look at your financial baseline. And I'm, I'm reading you specifically from my, my document here because this is how I break down my finances. You want to do a financial baseline, right? What does your pre-tax income look like? Are you making $100,000 a year? And then you want to do your pre-tax expenses. What are you spending your money on? Rent, credit card, car payments, car insurance. Do you have uh, um, outstanding medical bills? You're paying for gas, car insurance, et cetera. So we can go on and on. You want to break those two down, right? My pre-tax income, my pre-tax expense. Is my pre-tax income covering my pre-tax expenses? You can't be in the red. You shouldn't be in the red. Your credit card should not weigh on your expenses so much that you're pushing yourself into the red. If it is, before you go any further in this breakdown, you got to handle that part of the problem. Right? The pre-tax income versus the pre-tax expense. This episode was brought to you by Digit, the easiest way to save. Plan for emergencies, set up multiple financial goals, and invest in your future. Search thesavings.club. That's thesavings.club. Or click the link in the show notes. You'll get a free $5 to get your savings started. So how do we, from there, get to the saving? right? And this is going to take into account our asset column. right? We're not going to talk so much about liabilities because this is about saving. Our asset column. We save in several different categories. One, we have to have a cap X account. Which, if you're in, if you're in real estate, you know what a cap X is. Capital expenditures. Those are the big jobs, right? You got you know your roof is leaking, your foundation. You know you got to replace all the windows, paint that. You know the the big the big dollar. You got to replace the kitchen. The big dollar items. We have a cap account. If you have children, you Children, you have to have this account. This account is for emergencies. You, this money goes in and you don't touch it, but it has a way of getting out, right? It has an exit, and that exit is super emergency, right, medical, etc. And when we talk medical, we're not talking about, like, small medical bills, like an X-ray or a doctor's visit. We're talking about something like someone has cancer. We're talking about something like, you know, someone had to get surgery, big-ticket items. Otherwise, you just let it grow. You also want to have a, a rainy day savings, right? This, you're just putting money in, small amounts of money in, and that's just going to continue to grow, and that can be used for you know minor expenses that were unexpected, things like that. So you have a small little pocket. You also want to have a savings that is specifically dedicated to your investments, and that's going to count as an asset for us. We don't want to count our emergency fund or our rainy day fund in our asset column, but we will count this saving for investment in our asset column, right? We don't just save to save, we're saving and we're looking for opportunities that fit our criteria in the future. So you want to have that, uh, um, you want to have that, uh, I call it my financial freedom account, right? Our financial freedom account, where we're saving money and we're letting it build to get ready to strike when the time is right, right? When our enemy is weak, our army will be built and strong enough to take advantage of it, right? So one tool that I use to save is Digit, right? What it does for me is I can put money aside manually, which I do, right? Every time we get a paycheck, I put aside money manually. In addition to that, it works kind of like Stash, Acorn, all those other those uh, digital wallets where the money's taken from your bank account automatically and that small amount goes into guess what the rainy day account right when i talk about adding small amounts and letting it build up for random expenses that small amount that's coming out is building up a rainy day account hopefully you never need it because you've taken care of your ink pre-tax income and your pre-tax expense column to a point where you have some discretionary income that you can use some miscellaneous coverages right but that rainy day account is there in case of anything the financial freedom account, you're building that up with your savings to allow you to invest when the time is right. Now, the next step you want to go, and the reason there's so many layers to this, right? Saving is not so concrete. You, For me, I see having a one account with a large sum of money and no detail to it as very, uh, I don't want to say daunting, but it's very confusing. You don't want to have three, four, five, ten grand in one account That has no specific purpose, nor do you want one account to have a list of a bunch of different purposes. You want discipline. Because if you're not disciplined in separating the accounts, I'll tell you what happens. You're making a certain amount of money, you have a certain amount of extra cash. And on top of that extra cash, right, you have this account that has 10 grand in it, this savings account, and something comes up. And you just start taking from the saving account to cover those little things. And then suddenly an emergency happens and a big chunk has to come out. And And then something happens where there is a coronavirus or something like that where you need to attack. And you've been taking money out of this account without any game plan, just a large sum of money. And now you don't have enough money to attack. And on top of it, you've been using your discretionary income because you saw this large amount in your savings that you weren't thinking about that extra cash that you used to to go to the movies every day for the last week because you wanted to go on a movie vacation, right? Or you spent a little extra on an extra bottle in a hotel because you knew you had 10 grand sitting there, so you knew you had this extra money that you can just use. But had you broken it up, you would have realized that you didn't have 10 grand sitting there you had 3 grand because you had 5 or 6 set away specifically for emergencies and you had one or two set away for whatever whatever are the goals you have right so it's super important to have that that mindset of breaking up your savings ultimately it's one big savings but you have to have those separate divisions so you know exactly what the money is for and that plays into your discipline saving is discipline it's character building It's saying that if I don't take care of my expenses, if I don't limit my expenses and have more discipline in my behaviors, then I'm going to run into a problem that I can't take care of because this money, guess what? You can't touch it. Slap yourself on the wrist. You can't touch it. The discipline and saving. You could also save some of that money, uh, either emergency money or um, your investment money. You can save that if you don't want to save it in cash. You can also save it as assets in the stock market, right? I wouldn't recommend having your savings in real estate because to liquidate real estate takes a lot longer of a process than does to liquidate a stock or a position in a company. So if you have 100 or 200 shares of XYZ or you split it up, you have 50 shares of XYZ, 50 shares of LMO, right? You're splitting it up. Now, if you need to, you can liquidate that stuff to address whatever you want to address. If there was a real estate deal that popped up and you had, you know, 100 shares of XYZ, you can now sell 50 of those shares and use that money to take advantage of your real estate opportunity. Why? Because you had a financial freedom account set that you just so happened to have that cash sitting in equity. And now you want to use that to invest in real estate. Or... You have you know a hundred shares sitting in X Y Z, and it was your emergency account you had sitting there, and suddenly somebody came down with a, 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 an injury, right? Got in a car accident, and they got you know they hurt their elbow or something like that. I'm trying not to make too extreme, but now you can okay, no problem. Go get the surgery. Boom, let's liquidate our stock. Let's take out this twenty thousand that we had sitting in X Y Z, and let's put it towards your your um, payments, your medical payments. Now, the important thing to note here is you're having those specific accounts in there. So when you sell the stock or you sell the shares, you don't feel an emotional tie to it because you knew it was only there to store the wealth. You have a separate account that's a long-term account, right, which we've talked about endlessly in this, this podcast, that you have that you don't touch ever, no matter what. But this now we're talking about the savings accounts where you have XYZ storing your wealth for a particular event, emergency, or opportunity. So being able to break that down, let's do a real real quick recap. Let's do a real quick recap, just breaking it down. You want to first do a financial gap analysis of where you want to be, where you are now, and how to get there. Then you want to take a look at your what's you called your income statement. You want to take a look at your pre-tax income. how much you what are you sitting at at the end of the month? and your pre-tax expenses? How much are you spending every single month? In expenses, not including liabilities. You want to be able to make that, that bracket, that pre-tax expense, smaller to allow your pre-tax income to fund more of your savings. You also want to take a look at your assets right your assets may be a way for you to store your wealth and save if you're not interested in saving it in cash which is perfectly okay but it's important to dis- have a distinction between what you're saving for your long term your retirement and what you're saving for events right either for an emergency what you're saving for a financial opportunity what I call my financial freedom account and having that rainy day account in the event that, you know, you want to take your wife out to dinner um, because it's Mother's Day and her birthday and Christmas all combined and she's pregnant all combined. You have that money sitting there that you can use as well. Right. So that's my breakdown for the way that I save. And again, I use Digit for my accounts and I use Thinkorswim for my other accounts to allow myself to save in a couple different places. And in the end. I'm ready for anything that happens. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to visit thesavings.club or click the link in the show notes. You've listened to the Market Adventures show. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But most importantly, share the show with friends and family you think need to hear this information. Because again... The more people we reach, the more people we can free. Until next time.